Hi, everybody. This is Maria Pesson, founder of For Women Over 50, and I'm excited to welcome Linda Hogan, author of Envision Your Extraordinary Life, Living Happy, Joyous, and Free. Welcome to our podcast. I'm glad to have you here. Why don't you, why don't you tell us a little bit more about you? Okay. Well, thank you, Maria, for having me on your podcast. I'm um, excited to be here. I um, have 35 years of experience um, leading strategic learning and um, business improvement performance uh, in Fortune 100 companies. And I'm also a certified performance improvement technologist, um, which means I use a systematic process with a systems approach. And over 35 years ago, I started working with women um, in my living room. We met once a month for a couple of hours. And um, these women were um, all, all different ages, um, many of them over 40, over 50. And they um, were black, brown, white, um, all different backgrounds, single, divorced, married. But the one thing that we had in common was that we were all recovering alcoholics. And we came together to create a better life for ourselves. <clears throat> wow. Yes. Um, and it was just amazing um, the things that happened in people's lives. I led them through guided imageries, and which is having people create a picture in their mind as I lead them through um, a, a hypnotic type of state, a very relaxed meditative state. And um, also taught them goal setting and the things that happened in these women's lives were so amazing that I had to write it down. And I promised myself that I would write a book. Uh, I interviewed people and uh, also who had created a vision, did research on goal setting, what makes it more, helps people be more productive using goal setting, research guided imagery, how it helps people uh, envision a better life. It also uh, is known to help people heal, uh, to recover from depression, to um, reduce stress, uh, all, all sorts of um, ways that guided imagery has been shown through the evidence to work. <clears throat> and I, I could give you an example of some of the things that happen in people's lives. Would you well, like you that? Wrote about, yes, you wrote about stories about what these women shared with you and how they've turned their lives around. So we'd love to hear those kinds of stories to see how other women have made it through to a vibrant and happy life. Yes. Well, um, there was one woman in particular who couldn't write one dream down. And I often encourage people to write down 100 dreams. <clears throat> what are all the things that you want in your life? And she was at the time 
in her late 40s and working for a very dysfunctional school district as an administrator. She remembered finally after several months, she was able to think of some dreams. She thought of some dreams that she had when she was younger. And so many of us have dreams when we're eight, nine, 10, 11, but somehow the older we get, the less likely we are to dream. We seem to shut down because people tell us what we can't do or we tell ourselves. Well, she had remembered that she wanted to be an interior designer. When she was little, she made these little houses. She designed them. Um, They were beautiful. And she remembered that when she was in her 30s, her husband was going to grad school at Syracuse University. And she decided that she would go to grad school too. So she went to the School of Interior Design and they asked to see her portfolio. Well, she didn't have one. And so she was devastating, ashamed. And she walked up the hill to the School of Education and enrolled in their program. And once she realized that that's what she had always wanted to do, within a month, Maria, she had sold her house, moved to Manhattan, rented a place to live, gone to the the School of Design. And by the time she was 50, she had launched her school Um, her interior design business and operated that for 20 years in Manhattan. After 9-11, she moved to upstate and now runs a bed and breakfast in Hudson, New York. And it's beautiful. Well, Hudson, New York is beautiful also. Yes, it is. It was wonderful for her to turn things around. So she went from being dreamless and unhappy to being fulfilled and engaged and living the dream life, the life she always meant to live. That's right. And what's really inspiring about her is she continues to dream. And in fact, she was, she was dreaming about retiring in Mexico. And she actually lived there January, February, and March of this year to check it out. She's 81 years old. And she decided, well, I like Hudson better. And so, so that's good, you know, to pursue our dreams, see, see what works, what fits, what doesn't fit, what we love. What... And it was a great experience for her. And it was a great experience for her. Yes. Yes. People can do things, really great things and important things after the age of 50. And obviously in her case, after the age of 80. Yes, yes, that's right. You know, I was um, at my doctor. I have uh, problems with my knees. I have a little arthritis in them. And I was at my doctor and I'm 66 years old. And he was talking about how I don't have a lot of time that I'm going to be feeling good. And that by the time I'm 95, 
I'm going to be barely able to move. And he says, that's just what happens when you're older. Now he's 59. So he has a really pessimistic view of what old age looks like. <laughs> Gee, that's terrible. <laughs> terrible. I, he, he thought he was telling, he said, do what you want to do. Do it now. Don't wait. Don't put it off. And that, that message is good. But the other message was kind of horrendous. And I thought, that doesn't have to be. I don't buy that. I said, there are people who are doing marathons at 81. Why do I have to be incapacitated? And so I'm not buying into it. And obviously this woman didn't buy into it either. That's right. You know, it helps to think about when we're 80, 95, what it is that we want to do. I mean, for me, I want to still be able to walk around. I want to be able to get out of a chair without uh, help. I want to be able to move with grace and have some power. And so I need to do those things that are going to help develop that. I need to do some yoga so that I can be graceful and move and stretch. Uh, I'm a runner and I ran my first marathon when I was 63. Good for you. <laughs> so, I used to run all the time too, but my knees don't let me run anymore. Now I walk. Well, walking is good, too. Yes. Yeah, Just keep on moving, we say. That's right. So tell us another story. That was really a great story. Okay. Well, uh, there was a woman who um, was a single mom, and she was going to this um, University of Albany uh, for uh, creative writing. And she always wanted to write a book. She remembered when she was little, she had a poster of a dog holding a quill pen. She had a little table where she wrote. And she actually wrote three books and published them. She's working on another book now. She's retired. She has purchased a um, a second home on Cape Cod and enjoy spending time there. And I One get of my kid. favorite places. Oh yeah, it's beautiful. It is. I get a kick out of her. She had a um, a goal last year to swim in so many um, different bodies of water, and I think she swam in more than 30. <laughs> so, oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it can be fun. And and then an, another woman wanted to um, be ready for retirement, but she had a lot of debt. She was working as a manager for a company that she'd been with for many, many years. And um, she had a lot of credit card debt. She had just bought her first home uh, and she, over the course of our working together, she became debt free and also uh, got a promotion at work with more money. And um, so now she's even closer to retirement and I bet she'll get another promotion um, before we're finished. And, and you know, people be feel more empowered. And, you know, the and more um, creative, more willing and able to 
to take hold of their life and to make decisions rather than let things happen to them. Uh, another woman was a president of a nonprofit for many years and did retire. And what she wanted to do was um, get closer to people in her family, um, continue to exercise, uh, to um, she, she wanted to do something with nature. She felt that was her calling and she's become a naturalist and now tests the water uh, at, on a monthly basis. Um, for, that, for, what did she do? Test, excuse me? What did you say? She tests the water? Yeah, she tests the water for to, to make sure that um, it is um, healthy. What water does she test? Uh, it's a river that feeds into the um, Hudson River Bay. Oh, so she does it where she lives. She does it where she lives. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, apparently, I don't know much about it, but all this information goes into a database, and she has this kit that tests the water for for different chemicals and see how healthy it is for the fish and the, the creatures that live there. You know, it's interesting. There's so many ways for us to give back that we don't even know about. I never heard of that people do, people who aren't like environmental scientists, just regular people do stuff like that. But I guess it makes sense if you have so many bodies of water, if local people just do it so that you can keep current with it. Yes, yes. Um, she also does um, some environmental testing of James River, where she kayaks. How old is she? Uh, she is 60-something. Uh, and she's still kayaking. Good for her. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. In fact, um, she and... I, um, she invited me, um, walked the Camino de Santiago last year, last summer. Where's that? Um, Camino Santiago is a pilgrimage that's been going on for hundreds of years, and it ends at the um, Santiago de Compostela, is a city in Spain, and it's um, where... Apparently, they say St. James' bones are where he's buried. And people from, there are five major pathways. And the walk that we took is called the Portuguese Way. It was actually in, um, the part that we took was in Spain. It starts in Lisbon. Uh, we started it um, some miles closer to Santiago de Compostela, but we walked 100 miles. Uh, over That's six days. Six days. Good for you. That's amazing. It was. And many of the people with us were doing, um, were our age or older. Um, and many of the people we met along the way, um, well, they were all ages, but there are some people that looked very old <laughs> and we're still walking. And, um, you know, it was over mountains and in fields through vineyards through little towns did you feel like a sense of height or you didn't um if you're afraid of heights could you do it yes definitely, definitely. oh okay 
Yes, you could do it. It sounds like something I might want to put on my bucket list, but I'm terrified of heights. Always been. Uh, Sometimes look out a window. Yeah, there's no need to fear about heights on this journey. What a great thing to do. I'm impressed. Yeah, it was very spiritual. And it was interesting talking to people along the way and hearing their stories and why they were there. Uh, People of all different religions or spiritual paths uh, were walking this. And um, next year, year after, I'd love to walk the French way, goes through France and ends up in the same place. How inspiring you are. Well, you're giving me some great ideas. I hope my audience is getting some great ideas as well. Well, good, good. Yes, you know, dream. Um, write down your dreams. Um, you know, I'm telling your audience. <laughs> I challenge people, write down 100 dreams. And, you know, it could be places you want to go, things you want to read, people you want to meet. Uh, what inspires you? What, you know, and hearing somebody else talk when, when you say, oh, I'd like to do that. It, there's power in writing it down because, well, when, when you write it down, it crystallizes thought. And I believe it attracts it to you. So this woman that I told you wanted to be debt free, she wrote down that she wanted a windfall of $20,000. And did she get it? She did. <laughs> yes. <laughs> My goodness. She did. Yes. Um, I've heard of things like that where people write down something that they want to manifest. They put it away and they don't think about it. And then they read it a few years later and they see a lot of things did happen the way they wanted it to. So I think that that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So tell us more. I'm loving your stories. Well, thank you. Okay. Well, there's uh, another woman who uh, retired and um, she joined my group. So my group is um, uh, Visionary Women uh, Mastermind Alliance. And do we, we meet on Zoom once a month for two hours and uh, for six months, and I take them through the transformation process, um, beginning with dreaming. And anyhow, she um, had suffered a um, a devastating loss, uh, uh, an adult child um, loss, and she wanted to do something to give back. She wanted to meaningful, make something meaningful out of it. Mm-hmm. And so she's worked with an organization um, that helps be, uh, uh, adults who um, have lost a child, an adult child. And, um, uh, you know, she's great. Um, she's um, finished doing that. She's d- did that for many years. And um, now she's really working on her own health and growth and sleeping, you know, de- deepening relationships with family members, all those things that, you know, we say are so important to us, but sometimes just don't get around to doing. And, um, Family's really important. 
Yes. Yes. So she's yes. on the right track. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, when I was, um, when I turned 50, shortly after I turned 50, I lost a job and um, finally moved to um, Virginia and um, for, a, for a new job. I had been here for just um, maybe less than a year and I found that I had breast cancer. Oh my, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, um, well, actually the way it came about, I came about learning about it was a gift. Um, my adult daughter, Sarah, asked me to walk the um, Avon Walk for Breast Cancer. Mm -hmm. And it's a 26.2 mile walk on day one and then a half marathon on day two. And in order to qualify to be in it, I think you have to raise $2,000 each person does. So it was a tall order. <laughs> I was working full time and we, we went for it. We raised the money. We're walking it. And as we're walking it, I'm thinking, wow, this is great for my daughter because her um, grandmother, my husband's mother, died of breast cancer. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm hearing all these inspiring stories from women who had um, recovered from breast cancer or currently had breast cancer. So I had um, blown off my mammogram appointment a couple months earlier, soon as I got back, I scheduled an appointment. And I got in that week. Well, I found that something looked abnormal. Um, they did the tests and found that I had breast cancer. And so you were inspired by what you did. I was inspired by what I did, or I wouldn't have found out. You know, maybe it was um, in very early stages. So I was very lucky. And, you know, I was, I was able to ask for help and people told me that they were on my team. And I think asking for help is one of the most difficult things. Um, many of us, I, for one, was raised thinking I had to be fiercely independent, do everything on my own. Uh, however, you know, I, I don't. And when I give to others, you know, I feel better about myself. In fact, in the Yale happiness class, which is attended by thousands of people, they say um, giving others gratitude and getting enough sleep are the keys to happiness. Well, I guess I need to continue to improve my sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I am much better than I used to be, but I still don't sleep. It's through the night like I used to. I used to sleep like the dead. Mm -hmm. So any last yeah. thoughts that you want to um, share with us? Oh, sure. Um, read my book, Envision Your Extraordinary Life. In it, I have the stories and also guided imageries, um, as well as the process of the transformation journey. Also on my website, I have 21 guided imageries 
which will take you through a process of seeing what is ahead for you five years, 10 years into the future. And also some that will help you let go of those things that are holding you back. So it's possible at any age, any stage to grow and to have a more enriching, happy, serene life, to be happy, joyous, and free. So what are the three superpowers you've developed since you've turned 50? Oh, good, good question. I would say um, resilience. That's a good one. Yes, because over time, you know, things things happen. I got cancer. I lost a job, um, you know, and I've learned to overcome those things, to persist um, despite those things, to go through those things. Uh, another one is love, you know. There's so, so many negative things bombarding our lives. The one thing that is enduring, that's true, that is positive is love. It's all about the love. Mm -hmm. And the third is um, vision. You know, I can still being able to see what's possible, looking for the possibilities and seeing a bad situation, see how it might be different instead of the way it is and then work to create it. Um, so those are the things that I've learned and that helped me. So, that's wonderful. There is wisdom after 50 that you get that's really makes this next part of our lives such a great part of our lives. And it seems to you, me, that you've gotten that. Yes. So yes. If someone wants grateful. to buy your book, where would they go? Amazon.com. Sounds good. And the title again is? Envision Your Extraordinary Life, Living Happy, Joyous, and Free. Thank you so much for being on our podcast. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you, Maria.